Attention all busy moms who have been dreaming about starting their own podcast. Have you ever thought about taking a leap into the world of podcasting, but don't know where to begin? This episode is exactly what you've been waiting for. We're diving deep into the behind the scenes of podcasting, from learning how to start, keeping it going, making connections to redefining goals. Grab a cup of your go-to-mom fuel and tune in as we unravel the mysteries of podcasting step-by-step. It's time for you to step into your genius zone, mama. Welcome to the Mama Genius Hub podcast, your hub for all things motherhood and self-discovery. I'm your host, Michelle DeKaiser, here to empower and connect you. Genius isn't a word around here, it's our guiding light. Guiding kids' genius, empowering mama's purpose, navigating motherhood, igniting connections, including the transformational powers of women's circles, unleashing self-care, and success stories of mothers just like you. Join us on our journey to live in your genius zone. Subscribe and let's do motherhood together. Yay. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Mama Genius Hub podcast. Guess what, ladies? I have my first mail here today. <laughs> I think he's been my first mail a couple different times when we did a, um, a, something else as well. But he's such a good, great guinea pig. The reason why I'm bringing Alex on here today, though, is for those of you moms that either have or want to start a podcast, this is the episode for you. He's going to break down some of those details of how to do it in bite-sized chunks that we busy mamas can do. So I'm just going to go no further ado and introduce him so we can go ahead and get into learning what Alex has to share with us. So Alex Sanfilippi is a founder of podmatch.com, which I'll also talk about today, a software that automatically matches podcasts and hosts for interviews. Alex is also the host of the top-rated podcast, Podcasting Made Simple. So again, a great place to check out. And a lead educator in podcasting industry. Alex's sole focus is to serve independent podcast guests and hosts so they can grow their influence and revenue so they can serve their listeners better. Welcome, Alex. I'm so excited to have you today. Michelle, thank you so, so much for having me. Um, it's cool being like the the, the, first, the guinea pig guy, if you will, on, on a podcast. I know we've done another uh, project together as well. I'm honored that you'd consider me again. It means I, I wasn't a bad guinea pig the first time. So again, so happy to be here and really looking forward to adding value to your to your audience and, and what you have here because you, you just create incredible things. So I'm so thankful to be here. Well, thank you, Alex. And you know, sometimes we do need the male perspective in here, right? We, can, we can't be all um, feminine power all the time, but we, we want to bring in that because you've done such amazing things with podcasting. And that's why I really wanted to bring you on because I want to break that down for the first of all, for those moms out there that have had this concept in their minds, I want to start a podcast, but they've been afraid to. So I kind of want to just start before we could dive into that, though, I want to hear a little bit more about your why and why podcasting for you so we can know a little bit more about you. Yeah, this will flow really well into what we're going to talk about. So for me, I have a background in, in aerospace and we don't need to get into any of that today, but I was big corporate. And I, I just remember like I hit the point where I kind of just more or less felt like a bit of a drone and it was really fun for a series, like a time thoroughly enjoyed it. But then I hit the point where I'm like, man, I kind of want some freedom with like my voice and to be able to do something I feel like is really impacting lives. And that's ultimately what led me to podcasting. And I just realized like, it is such a beautiful medium. I mean, people listen while they're cooking, cleaning, going on a walk, taking the kids somewhere, right? Like it's, it's, it can always be going. And it's just such a beautiful way to be able to retain great information from other independent creators that just have a voice that they want to use to serve others. And, and for me personally, I'm a little bit ADD. I learn better when I'm doing something else. So if I'm on a walk and I'm listening versus sitting down and watching something, I retain mm -hmm. it so much more. And so for me, I'm like, man, if, if I can serve people that are going to retain what I share, and it's not necessarily my wisdom, it's often of guests or something that like a revelation that I had, right? Like that's just a beautiful thing. So for me, I became very quickly, very passionate about podcasting just because I saw the type of information getting shared and as a listener of podcast myself also received. I love that so much. I mean, it really brings it to hone in on what podcasting really is because it really is allowing you to do something simultaneously, especially as that busy mom is that you can cook and clean or do those things and ignore the kids a little bit, maybe plug them out right. <laughs> as you're doing it. But that's also, I think, what led me to podcasting as well, because I was thinking blog at first, as I've shared on here, but then the thought of having to read all that and for me to digest that. But then all of a sudden, when I do tell people now it's a podcast, they look at me kind of like, oh, like with more intrigue than when I had said it was a blog. And I find that fascinating. But at the same time, I think it makes it more mysterious 
and how this actually is created, mm -hmm. which is why I brought you on to break that down for us because it's mm -hmm. not, let's take the, let's take the mystique away to show how practical we need more podcasts out there. So we have more people listening. <laughs> yeah. You know, the first thing I'll share real quick here before we even get into that and I'll let you jump into some questions here, but I recently listened to one of your episodes with Ren Roberts and I wrote down the date because I wanted to remember it. I encourage everyone, if you've not heard this episode, it's it's titled Raising Financially Free Families, Insights for Busy Moms. And again, it was with Ren Roberts, and that was it aired on 1-9-2024. And she said that perfect is not optimal. Uh, it's getting it out there that, and getting it started that matters most. And that totally applies to podcasting. What anyone hearing this, what I don't want you to immediately think of is the biggest podcast you've heard. Don't compare your day one to someone else's year 20 or your day one to a production company that spends $10,000 per episode, right? Like that's not, that's not what we're going to be doing. And going back to what I originally said, it's about independent voices serving other independent voices. Your voice is needed in, in this space. So I want to remind you, like, it's not about making it perfect or comparing it to these other things. It's about what you can do to serve in the way that you know you can serve. And there is a very easy, there's easy ways to do that. And we'll get into that today. Oh, I'm so excited. So yeah, so let's just dive right in because we've put people in suspense long enough, but let's just start with, so let's picture a busy mom who just has always had this dream of starting a podcast. Where would they start? Yeah. So the, the first thing with a podcast, uh, I'll, the first question I always get is how do I get this on Apple and Spotify and Amazon? The answer is you don't. And that sounds really weird, but it's a lot easier than that. What you do is you sign up with something called a hosting provider, which is basically the company that manages your media files. So you're literally your mp3s or whatever it is that you're recording right you upload it to them and they distribute it for you it's called syndication so they send it to apple they send it to spotify and literally thousands of other places so you never have to touch it and so already the majority of the questions people are like oh i don't have to upload to all those places you don't you never have to do that and it all the data comes back into your hosting provider so there's plenty of options out there i don't know who used michelle i happen to use buzzsprout it's just buzzsprout.com and they can i mean they can you can start a podcast in no time at all the, the thing that you have to do before that is just a, a few things, which I know we'll get in here, into here in just a second. But the, the what I want everyone to know is it's not like you're having to do all this work to get it syndicated everywhere. People can consume it pretty easily. The initial setup is just what you have to think about. And it is, it is as you said, the initial setup, because once once you've actually logged on to Apple and Google and stuff, they're just there. And when you then go through your provider and upload a new episode, then it just automatically goes. So I actually use the new, what used to be the old Anchor, so it's Spotify for podcasters. And that's a great one I've, one I've heard is to just start for free. So that one's a free one to get just get started. And so that's where I'm at um, in terms of this. But it's, again, like you said, it's just to be able to upload that once. Once you sign into all of those and register your, what you call the RRS, right? RSS. I don't know what it stands for, but RSS is something. Yes, so. it's three letters and it was like an RNS and I can't remember which one's doubled. But once you get that link, then you can start putting that onto other podcast platforms, but you only do it once. Once you've right. registered with one, once they have your feed, every time you put something onto that feed, then it updates. The other beautiful thing is you can schedule out in advance. So like for me, the next 13 weeks as I'm recording this in my podcast are completely finished. So if I don't do anything for 13 weeks, every Tuesday at 6 a.m., a podcast episode is coming out for the next 13 weeks. So I'm able to schedule it. And then again, automatically goes everywhere. And it's funny when I explain this to people, Michelle, they're already like, oh, well, this sounds much easier than I was thinking. And yes, it does. Then uploading it thousands of places, right? So yeah, that should take away a lot of kind of the stress involved. But there are still some preset um, steps that I'm guessing what we'll get into right here, right, Michelle? Go for it. We'll just cool. lead right into it. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's a few things you need to start a podcast. And there are plenty of guides. If you just Google how to start a podcast and because you're like maybe struggling with the technical stuff, it's very easy. Again, I use Buzzsprout. They now actually, Michelle, have a free 90-day plan. And then Ooh. it moves into charging. But Anchor probably has, or Spotify for podcasts that now are known, probably has something similar where you can just type in how to start a podcast, Spotify. And they'll literally run you through the exact technical steps. So if you feel like we're skipping stuff here, it's because it's highly technical, but really easy when you get down to it. But the few things that you have to have is a podcast title. So what you're going to call the podcast, right? So like this is uh, Mama Genius Hub Podcast. So you need to come up with some sort of title. And then you, want, you need a description as well for it. And then you need cover art, which is the little icon logo thing you see in all the podcast players. Wherever you're listening to this, you see one of those right now. So you need to create those things. 
And once you have those, you just need to have one episode because you also have an episode to, be, to begin. Believe it or not, you don't have a podcast till you have an episode. So you got to record something uh, in that you'll need a title and a description. And you can make your own custom like cover art for that as well if you want to. You're not required to, but you can. So again, that's two titles and two descriptions, one for the show, one for the first episode. And past that, you're good to go. So I guess the question is kind of how to record then. Is, is that right, right, Michelle? Well, I point? just want to throw one thing in before yeah. we move on to that is the first episode also could just be a trailer. True. So you could yes. have a three to five minute trailer explaining it, like giving yourself a month to even get started. So like to get the guests and just get people hyped about it, like you could just start with a trailer. And I think I did that for like, I did that like right away and then had the episode start releasing two weeks later or something. Yeah, that's really smart. Interestingly enough, when I got started, Michelle, there was no such thing as a trailer. Like that was not an option. So I launched with episodes. I forget that you can do that now. Actually, recently I went back and made a trailer. And I think it was like 45 seconds. But yeah, that's a great easy way in. And you, the thing is with the trailer, no one's expecting it. Again, no one's expecting to be Hollywood quality. Like you don't need custom music and beautiful transitions. Just be like, hey, everybody. Hey, hey world or people that know me. I'm starting a podcast. This is what it's going to be about. I'm really excited to share that. Upload that, get it out there. And now you officially have a podcast. I think before we get into the more technical, I think I think what it really comes down to is the heart of the messaging. Hmm. Because what, as you were saying is, is, is the hey world. What do you actually want to say to the world? Yeah. And if you have something inside of you, that is the reason to start. That's why we're having this conversation because we need your message out there, your heart in this world. The more heart we have in this world, the better. So we'll, we'll, that was just a side note to get back to the technical. Yeah, well, really, I think technical. that's important to dive into, Michelle. If I can continue off that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, like, in my mind, the most important thing of podcasting, I mean, I mean, Mama Genius Hub podcast, listening to episodes myself, looking at the website, everything that you do at, at connectingmamas.com, like I can see and feel the passion in it. And you have a true desire to serve other busy moms. And I think that that's absolutely a beautiful thing. And that's what's needed. I know in the, the fake trailer, I just said, I said, hey, world, you don't want to say, hey, world, because you should not be talking to the entire world. I always use this line. I say that if you're for everybody, you're for nobody, because nobody mm -hmm. is everybody. So yes. you don't even want to try to do that. And again, if we compare ourselves to the biggest podcasters out there, we're like, oh, well, I got to serve millions. The truth is you don't. What if you can just serve your local community even or your neighborhood? And here's the way I like to present podcasting when you're thinking about this niche, as we call it, right? Like narrowing it down to just that select group of people that you really want to serve. Think about them as people sitting in seats listening to you, not as social media followers or anything like that. And that has a power of its own. Of course, I'm not dogging that in any way, but there's something different about podcasting. You have someone's undivided attention for as long as not maybe not undivided. They're they're maybe cooking, cleaning, right? But they're retaining. They're listening. But for as long as it is that you're talking on that episode, and that to me is as powerful as people sitting in seats. Because many people are like, Alex, well, I think I'm gonna quit my podcast because only 50 people are listening. I'm like, man, if there was a room with 50 people sitting in it waiting for you to get on stage, would you not go on stage? People are always like, oh, yeah, I would. I'm like, don't view it any different than that. If you're serving those 50 people and changing their lives, that's where it's at. So let's just rewind this whole thing. A pre-step Michelle that. just kind of brought up is sit down and really get serious with why you want to start a podcast. Why is it that you want to do this? Who is it going to serve? And what is your voice going to do to really impact and make their lives better? And Michelle, thank you for bringing that up because I, I think that that point is just so much more important than all the rest is because if we don't have that, I don't know if it's really worth doing anyway. Well, it's so true because I mean, it, it, you will get into the technical stuff and, and oh my God, there's days I just want to pull my hair out and like, what the heck is the RSS feed and, and all these things that, that come up in it but when you have that passion or that message behind it that you're that that's more important than your frustration i think that's what it comes down to and i know being a busy mom those of you out there it, you're, you also have so much more going on but at the same time at least for me and so i know as others out there feel that way is that you do want to serve in some other way and so what i why with alex i brought in to show that, that there are small steps that as a busy mom, we can still take in a way to get that message out there to those 50 people or a thousand people or however many eventually listen to the podcast, but you're going to reach so many more. And the steps that we're going to show, talk more about are going to be bite-sized pieces so that you as a busy mom can still get that message out there. That's so good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't even have anything to add to that. That's beautiful, Michelle. It's good. <laughs> I'm excited so to be here. <laughs> let's 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 dive in and then so let's so we, we got the RSV RSS 
I'm never going to get the number letters RSS right. RSS feed. Yep. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> RSS feed. Okay. So once we have that RSS feed, right? So so we we've, we've done those four steps. We recap. We'll recap for a second. Is what we have one episode. So in that episode, we had need to have a title of the podcast. We have to have a description for the podcast. We have to have art for the podcast, and then we have to have our first recorded episode. Now you have a podcast. I do want to share you, we were right before we got on, I was saying that I was telling Alex that he's going to be, I believe it was episode 45. I don't actually remember the top of my head, but actually it's right there, 45, I'm correct. Um, but you were saying what happens to podcasts? Yeah, it's called, we call it pod fade in the biz. <laughs> so pod fade simply means people that start a podcast, but don't stick with it. And uh, when Michelle was telling me she's almost at 50 episodes, I was like, congratulations, because 90% of people quit before they hit 50 episodes. I personally have found that there's not a lot of meaningful traction that happens before 50 episodes or sometimes even 100, depending on like, again, your niche, the area you're focused. I mean, this podcast would be a, a huge exception to that. Uh, but in general, people, it takes them that long to find their voice, to figure out who they're really serving. And so I always tell people, I'm like, don't give up too soon. And 90% of people give up before even that one year mark. If they're doing one episode a week, that is, right? 50 would be about a year. And so, yeah, it's one of those things that people think there's a ton of podcasts out there. Some people are like, oh, well, I don't need to start one because there's already like 3 million podcasts according to Apple at time of recording this. But the reality is at any given time, there's not more than 400,000 shows that are active. And there hasn't been since 2020. At that point, there was a, a slight spike. But since then, it stayed about the same. And that just goes to show if you're just willing to stick the course, thinking again, I'm adding value, I'm serving somebody, this is worth it, and you can stick with it, eventually the results start to happen. From your experience, and, and I mean, you've been working with a lot of podcasters, what do you think are the biggest things that get people in ways to keep it going? Well, first off, I, I think that we, we bite off more than we can chew. So our vision for it is like, I'm going to be the next Joe Rogan, right? Or Masters of Scale or like this next big, uh, this next NPR show and stuff like that. I'm like, man, that, you got to remember all those shows. Some of them have 20, 30 people working on one episode and it's their full-time job. Like, I'm not trying to be rude, but how are you going to get there, right? Like, what's the plan? And so for many people, I think the reason they don't get there is they have this expectation of I'm going to become this really fast. And the truth is, I always say podcasting is like taking the stairs, not the elevator. It takes time, takes energy, takes effort. But I'll tell you what, you're stronger for doing it, right? And stronger than the person who just rode the elevator up. And so it's going to take time. And I think a lot of people have this, this false expectation they're going to get there. And again, biting off more than we can chew. If you're listening to this and you're a busy mom, let's just imagine you have 15 minutes at any given time during the day, right? Like, let's just imagine all you have. Don't plan on recording an hour-long podcast episode every week because that's just not realistic to keep up with. If you tell me you only have 15 minutes at a time to, to do this, you have to come up with a different strategy. So for me, it's all about proper expectation and developing some sort of strategy for how you believe you're going to execute this for a long-term period of time. I love that. And actually, as you brought the 15 minutes, it actually light bulb just went off in my head is for some of those out there, it doesn't always, and it doesn't always have to be interview style. A lot of times the interviews seem to be 30 to 40 minutes, but a lot of the solo episodes, if you're getting your message out there could be 10 to 20 minutes. So then you could record an episode in that 15 minute chunk, but it would just be a different format. So it's just, that's what this kind of episode is about. Just the different possibilities of what you can do as that busy mom. Now, I do want to caveat just for a second because you brought that up about how most podcasters don't go to being the big charts. So how did your podcast go to being the big charts in eight weeks? <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know, I've had a number of podcasts. My very, it's funny, my first one, although it wasn't really on the top charts, it was in like a busier, um, I don't know what to call it, other than like, a, I guess, a, a more saturated uh network or a category, I guess it didn't do as well, but my first like real podcast was called good Christian podcast. Um, I happen to follow Jesus, just what I believe. And that podcast, the, the tagline was, we're not saying we're always good Christians, but this is always a good podcast for Christians to listen to bite-sized advice. My episodes were about 15 minutes each. And I recorded one a month because that's all I could commit to. When I thought about four years, because what I committed to doing, I could do one podcast a month and, uh, 15 minutes, I talked into my phone to record them. I did everything for my phone. That's all I could do at that point in my life. I had a big corporate job, but I knew I wanted to share this. And once a month on a Saturday, I could, I could commit to it. And what I did is I recorded it sitting on my couch, 15 minutes, and then I immediately went for a walk. It's about a 20 minute walk to do some quick editing. And I could do it all from my phone. Uh, and most of that stuff can happen through a lot of these apps these days. You can do most of it. And it's even easier now than it was then. But then I'd publish it. Or I'd usually 
schedule it for the next week. I try to always have it like a week early just in case and stuff like that. But that podcast did extremely well for a while. That that may still today be like the biggest show I've ever had, um, even though like it was part of a blog and all that sold. So that's gone for me. But that that's what I was doing. And so the next podcast after that one, I kind of knew the success system. So uh, it was called Creating a Brand. Now my show is called Podcasting Made Simple. You can kind of see the evolution of what I've done, right? Are you one of the countless voices waiting to be heard, hesitant to take the leap into podcasting? It's time to break free from doubt and uncertainty. Introducing the Podcasting Launchpad, your ticket to unleashing your voice and sharing your story with the world for a transformative workshop tailored for those who feel daunted by the perceived complexity of starting a podcast. Whether you're intimidated by equipment setup, puzzled by editing software, or simply unsure where to begin, we're here to guide you every step of the way. Come to ConnectingMamas.com and click Podcast Launchpad. Don't let fear hold you back any longer. Um, but creating a brand was about the art of creating a brand, how to leave a nine-to-five job um, to become a full-time entrepreneur. It was like what I was exploring. That was an interview-style show. And I don't have any like super secret sauce. It's hard to do. Everything I'm about to share with you is actually really easy. What I did is I, I planned the release. There was no, um, there was no, what do you, uh, the trailer episode. So it came up my first episode, but I, I strategically planned as soon as that launched, I wrote up a text message that I was going to send to everybody I knew or had any sort of like, I guess, social capital with, right? So people that like actually knew who I was and be like, who's this, right? Like all my friends, all my family. And what I did is I text them a link to the very first episode. So right when it came out, same day, a couple hours later, I said, hey, want to let you know, I just launched a podcast, super nervous about it. Would you please do me the honor of listening to this and let me know what you think? And if you enjoy it, can you share it with three people and then ask them to do the same? So I asked them to share it and ask other people to do the same with sharing it. I'm telling you, if you're in like a niche community, which I was at that point, especially doing that, I mean, it exponentially went everywhere. My, my first episode had thousands and thousands of downloads and the next day, even more, like it just like took off. And so I didn't do anything super secret. I just asked people, Hey, would you share this? And then when I shared it on social media, I shared it in a very authentic way. Like I didn't make up some fancy graphic. I just shared me editing on a screen and was like, I've been working for weeks in the background, getting this thing launched. It'd mean the world if you go check it out. And I think that that did so much better than new podcast launched today. Right? Like, cause we've all seen that, but you haven't seen the guy who's like, Oh, who's this? This is an aerospace guy. He works a nine to five job. Talking about being an entrepreneur, what is this, right? And between those two things, being very authentic, just direct outreach, my show very quickly took off. And a lot of those people tell me they still listen to those episodes on repeat. So it's it, creating a brand is on my podcasting made simple feed. The first 158 episodes are still there, and people tell me they still go back and listen to them. But yeah, it did it. it landed um uh, i guess it was apple podcast at that point was the big one and it landed some really great spots getting promoted by them for eight weeks straight uh new and noteworthy show is what they called it and it just did really well wow I, I actually i was thinking back to when i was launching my podcast and what i, I didn't actually i love how you did that with the first episode what i was doing is i actually did have a, a launch party online and so i can remember actually sitting at my daughter's swim meet because like you sit there and like there's just hours in between the right. one two minute race through you got to watch, and so I was actually text I was actually sending Facebook messages of but but then I guess with Facebook messages you got to be careful because all of a sudden if you get to your fifty which I forgot about I was already spamming people and I got locked out of my phone trying to ask people to come to the launch party oh no. <laughs> So beware of the Facebook, the text messaging might be, but some of the text messaging is too, is if you just copy and paste, you might want to vary the messaging a little bit as you send it out to people because they, it is, it can look spammy, which what I did is I basically said, I, I had a little piece I copy pasted at the start. I said like, Hey, Michelle, hope you're doing well. Um, really enjoyed recording with you last week. And then after that said, Hey, just launched a podcast. Here's a link. And so got, I kind of like started off personalized and yes, I'll admit it took me about two hours to go through my phone. But it was two hours very well spent. I planned for it. I did it all in one sitting, which is what I planned to do. But you don't have to. I could have done that over a four-day period, right? I could have done 15-minute chunks every day and just kept track of who I had texted versus not. That probably would have been smarter to do. But, you know, here we are. Here we are. So, I mean, I love this. I love how you're breaking it down for us. So, those are some things. So, let's go. So, we'll, we'll back up a little bit because we talked about the first four, few things to get started. What's the next step in that? And we'll kind of – maybe we should recap because it's been – um. Yeah, a minute yeah. Since we did that. 
so so again like and you can launch this with your trailer even one thing i'd suggest is if you are going to launch with a trailer at least know what you're going to record next maybe even record your first few episodes so you have them ready uh but launch with your trailer yeah so uh, again title of your show title uh, ep- um description of your show cover art which is a little image you see and then your trailer with a title and description launch it through one of these hosting providers which we've mentioned a couple of them uh and then have a couple episodes ready to go as well and and that's kind of where we go and i think where people are wondering now probably is okay like what gear do i need right like and, and michelle is that all right if we talk about the the, the actual oh, yeah. like tech side of it listen you're busy mamas so i'm gonna immediately suggest to get a microphone i prefer dynamic microphones unless you know you can get silent spaces then you don't need that. But a dynamic microphone, I'm not going to get too techy here. That's what I'm using right now. And you can probably hear me. It's, it's It sounds good. It's a pretty crisp microphone. But if I just take five steps back or three steps back, I get much harder to hear. Like, I don't even know if you, I don't know if you can hear me anymore, Michelle. Like, if I'm, if, if I'm able to hear. It's warning me, right? The point of that is, if you're not facing directly the other side of this, your kid can be screaming 10 feet that way, and you won't be able to hear your kid screaming. And that these microphones do end up in your face, Right. But it makes it really easy if you're like, I'm never even going to get 15 minutes of silence in my life. The kids are going to be screaming. The dog's going to be going crazy. Like all those things, right? If you get a dynamic microphone, you can hide that pretty well, right? And it makes for a good listening experience. And so if you, there's so many options. I'm not even going to recommend different things. If you just go to Amazon and type in dynamic podcast microphone, you will find a range. Look for things with good reviews and they're getting pretty affordable. You can, uh, there was someone using one the other day. I have a, I happen to have a Sure M. MV7, which is kind of like my quote unquote forever microphone. Uh, so like, I don't plan on upgrading it at any point or anything like that. Uh, but really I heard somebody last week and they had a microphone, a dynamic podcast microphone that they spent, I think $35 on. They said, I honestly think it sounded just as good as this. You're paying for the brand when you go with something like this. So I don't feel like you have to go top end. Um, so there's really good options and many of these will plug USB straight into your laptop. Some now even straight into your phone, apparently like the new versions of like both Android and Apple, you can start plugging microphones straight into them. So you might even be able to record only using your phone. I like using a laptop or something because editing is much easier on a bigger screen. Um, so yeah, basically you, you plug it in there, you hit the record button and you're good to go. And there, there's a lot of options for recording. Uh, Michelle, I might actually divert to you on that because I have a team that's telling me what to use at this point. What what would you record into when you're doing your solo episodes? Because I know you've got some of those either well, out at this point or coming out. Honestly, I just, for me, I find it easy just to go into Zoom and I will just and go into Zoom it there. Oh. and I record it straight into Zoom as a private, you know, I just go and start a meeting and then I record directly in Zoom. But I mean, you can do that with any program that you have is just go into whatever program you feel comfortable with, hit record. But even um, as you were talking about um, the noise factor, some of the editing software, like we were talking before we got in with Descript, they actually have a noise canceling feature on your videos um, that just does automatically. And so it will take the background noise out of your videos from the editing aspect, even if like you got disrupted or whatever. And he, he even on one of the episodes I shot, I, I've been playing with a little bit, but he was like on a busy street and then showed like on the video I was watching. And then he showed what Descript could do to remove that background sound. So there's so many options out there. And I think right now I have the the blue, ho- the blue one. So that, that's yeah. what I'm using. Be- Somebody showed me this interesting tool as well, just talking about like the editing side of things, because you don't want to get too deep into all that. Like, especially if you're just showing up to serve people, get a good microphone, get a good environment, know what you're going to say. I always say is people will forgive you for the quality of the content from a sound perspective, but not from a actual content perspective. What you're saying has to be valuable. Here's the thing. You have the best production in the world. If you're sharing gibberish, it doesn't matter. It's never going to get shared, right? But if you're sharing just pure gold, it's serving people well, they'll forgive you if a kid screams in the background, right? Yeah. Um, but in the, I, I may have just put this in the private chat, Michelle, but it's podcast.adobe.com slash enhance. And a friend showed me this. You literally just drag and drop your audio file into that. And I, I listened to what it did to somebody's audio, like without you touching anything, it just spits it right back out. It sounded incredible, like studio quality. They don't want to log in or anything. You literally upload it and then it downloads and it's great. And it's an Adobe product, so it's like a trustworthy source. It just blew my mind what it sounded like. So again, if you're just getting this done, don't worry too much about like the overall sound quality. There are things that can help you with that, but invest in a little bit in a microphone. I do suggest doing that. And then use Zoom or whatever it is that you like to record with. I know there's GarageBand on um, on Mac devices and stuff like that. I don't know what Windows has, but they've everything, there's very easy options to get something recorded. 
And again, that's video. And and uh, like you were saying, if if you just want to get started, you can also just record in your phone audio. It doesn't have right. to be a video. Correct. You don't have to put it onto YouTube. You don't have to do that yet. You could just go directly to the podcasting feeds and have that. So that's why there's so many different options. And if you do that, you could just direct do that directly into your phone and upload it. And I believe even in like Spotify for podcasters, they have a recording button in there for the audio. So you could just try and say there's no excuses anymore. If you have that in your heart to create a podcast, we're trying to give you tips on how to just get started because we need your voice out there. Your voice is worthy of getting out there and we want to hear it. And that's what this is is all about. I think that's what really it comes down to is it's not even the technical stuff. It's just no one wants to listen to what I have to say because I know I felt that way. I'm guessing you felt that way as well. I still feel that way sometimes, but I know that's my internal voice lying to me because it's not true. And it's not true for you either, Michelle, and you know that. And and anybody who's listening to this and you're having that doubt, you know that's not true. That's just the pace of the world and our minds, unfortunately, to go to the negative. But the truth is, like Michelle said, like someone needs what you're sharing. And the, the beauty of podcasting, there is there is no right or wrong way to do it. You don't need an introduction. Like there doesn't need to be some long, fancy intro. You don't need guests. You can just do it alone. If you're like, I've only got 15 minutes a day. It's all I can do. It's only got to be 15 minutes. And if every time it's you're at your kid's football game or soccer game, right? And that's the background noise. Maybe people get used to hearing that as the background noise. And you know what? Maybe some other moms grab onto that passion. Like, how are you doing this? And maybe it turns into a interviewing other soccer moms. I don't know, right? Like there's so many ways it can go. And there's, again, no right or wrong way to do this. But I believe that all of us, we owe it to ourselves to explore this creativity that's inside of us. Because I believe that God put us put that there. And it's up to us to say, you know what? I'm going to commit to just making this happen and kill all the doubts and just go for it. Exactly. I mean, that, that's kind of what where, where it led me. And I don't know. Yeah, you just kind of made me speechless right now. <laughs> you might need to start talking. <laughs> nice. I'm, hey, listen, again, it goes back to I love when you brought Ren Roberts on just talking about like perfect isn't the obstacle. It's the fact that we just need to get started. And so I, I know I'm going back to one of your previous episodes, but I want to give honor where it's due. The two of you had a great conversation on that. And I think at the end of the day, We've really like debunked a lot of things that would stop you from podcasting. At the very least, give it a shot and see how it goes. And and that's just it, because the hardest part is getting started. Because as you, well, apparently with podcasting, it's keep going because we're learning that. So first it's stopping and then keep going. But as you're doing it, I mean, the episodes are getting better and better each time. And so like just with the video editing or whatever editing you're doing, each time you do it, you learn one more thing. So please don't look at my first videos on YouTube. They're probably not very. Yeah, I, I love the transformation though. The truth is like for a long time, I really struggled with my, again, on my podcasting made simple feed. If you go back to the first episodes, it's the creating a brand stuff. The first few episodes, I'm like, ooh, cringy, you know, like, ooh. But the truth is keeping them adds value to people because people can hear the transformation in my own life. And at the end of the day, what we're seeking is transformation from where we are to where we desire to be. And no one wants to work with the human that's like, oh, hit everything perfect, never made a mistake in my life. It's like, where's the transformation in this person? If they're always perfect, what am I going to learn from them, right? So keeping the journey there, I think is a beautiful thing that inspires others to say, you know what? I can get on board with this journey. I can see how Michelle is growing and changing, and I want to be part of that growth and change as well. I love that. That, that is true when you think about it. Like, no one really does want to learn from the perfect person. No. But right? we want to be perfect. Yeah. Like the catch 22 right there. You just said it so well. I have to repeat it again because we have to get that mindset out of us because you don't actually want to learn from that person. You're like, oh, I want to see how they got through their failures and came out the other side. But then you don't want to have any of those failures. The the best way I can paint a picture of this, and this really goes well with podcasting because I believe this is what podcasting does. Let's imagine that we're all on a hiking journey, right? And Michelle, you're stuck behind like a giant boulder. If I'm the person that's quote unquote arrived, I'm at the top of the mountain, I'm yelling down at you, telling you how to get around it. That's not as valuable as the person on top of the boulder, pulling their hand down, saying, grab my hand. Let me pull you up to where I am. I don't know how to get the top like that person, but I know how to get over this obstacle you're facing today. And I believe once again, that is the power of podcasting. You're taking someone's hand and saying, can't take you to the top, but I can bring you over this obstacle that you're currently stuck in. And I, I really believe that's the beauty of independent voices on either side of the mic as guests or hosts. And that's the value that we add to the world. And I believe that each of us, we've got that unique voice. It can really be the only one to serve and help somebody through something. Okay, you just gave me goosebumps. <laughs> Love it. Which, which actually, now I want to kind of dive into, I think part of the reason why like, a lot of people say is like, I don't know how to get guests or I don't know how, like, how to keep going, which is where 
your next step came into play. I know from listening to podcasters going, I don't know how to do that. I think that leads us into Podmatch. Yeah, uh, and I'll be very brief on this, but Podmatch and um, Michelle, you have a link specifically for this. It's joinpodmatch.com slash connecting mamas. Uh, connecting mamas. What was the rest of it? Opens, I think is what it was. Connecting. No, just connecting mamas. Sorry. Okay, cool. Sorry. Um, yeah, reading is tough sometimes for me. I, I see it now. Um, yeah, joinpodmatch.com slash connecting mamas. And that'll get you the best possible rate if there's something you want. If you're saying I'm going to interview people or I want to be a guest, maybe starting a podcast is right for you, but you want to be a guest. Podmatch is designed for that. Basically, the way we put it is like a dating app, but instead of connecting people for dates, it connects them for podcast interviews. So if you're saying, I want to talk about how to how to be a better mom, it's going to find you a podcast host that's looking for some, a guest to talk about how to be a better mom or vice versa. If you want to be a host, and you're like, hey, I want to interview people that somehow find 30 minutes a day of free time. Uh, it's going to help you find that person that understands how to like move around your schedule and stuff like that and bring them on your show. The whole idea is just, can we simplify the connection process for busy people, right? Can we make it easier so there's not as many steps involved for them? And that's the whole idea behind Podmatch. Well, I love that. And I have to admit, um, last year when I had actually just started Podmatch and you sent me a message in Instagram. And so I assumed it was one of those like just... Um, ones that your company sends out. It's like, oh, well, so nice. And then all of a sudden, I, I actually like listened to them like, hey, that's actually to me. And <laughs> it was to you. Yes, it was. <laughs> but I love how you put the personal touch on that. And actually, that really helped me in that moment get a little bit more confidence. And I think that's what this is all about is when we're finding those hosts and those guests is like, if you're not ready to start the, the hosting yet, maybe just being a guest on some people's podcasts to, to see if this talking thing is for you. Yeah, it, it's, it really is a great place to start. Um, I, to me, there's nothing more powerful than having your own show, but a close second is being a guest on shows. And that is a great kind of like a gateway into it to see if you actually like it. Because for all you know, you could do one and be like, this is the worst thing ever. I'm out, right? Um, it's easier to find out on that side of the mic. But again, you show up and add value. I think you're going to love it. I think so too. I was I, one of my other friends, she does play big fast podcast and she's actually one of your top people right now on there because she's so but we've been talking about how much just from doing the podcasting just the conversations the people you meet and, and just what it does for you personally is I think what it does but then the audience gets to listen to it as well but that's why this is geared to those of you who are thinking hmm I've kind of always thought about a podcast this is your little push yeah this is it <laughs> you can do it and we need more. I mean, we need the conversations about motherhood. We need the conversations. I mean, even I'm going to throw brother you under the bus right now, but menopause and all the things that, that we as women go through in the midst of motherhood. We need all those conversations going on. And this is your avenue to help start that. So if this is your calling, join us. I agree. So we've given you a couple ways of doing that today. We Alex kind of broke down like how to do your R. RSS. Once you get that, then you're then you're golden, right? Then you can be putting that onto a podcast. And again, like Spotify podcast, it has eight just places that you just log in and, and start doing that once you've created got that feed. That's just that's the technical part. But again, if this is your calling, your heart's there. Open your heart and figure out what is your messaging. And that's what this really is about. That that's the heart of podcasting. And then to keep your podcasting going, you want to join Alex's group of Podmatch, right? Because it really opens up that avenue of finding new people, especially if you're nervous and unsure and lacking time. <laughs> what can we add into that, Alex? What am I missing? No, I think that's it. Join podmatch.com slash connecting mamas if that's for you. Beyond that, um, I'm always very accessible and easy to reach out. Podmatch.com literally has like if you reach out, you're going to get me. Like Michelle said, like when she saw that message, it was from me because that's kind of how I like to do business. So if I can be of service, let me know. Um, but Michelle, I mean, you do incredible things here and you've had like such a great lineup on the show already. I, I believe the next 45 or 55 episodes leading up to hundred can be even better than, than this, but uh, yeah, taking people places, keep it up. Well, I am going to put you, I am going to, um, we normally do our five questions at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. I have tailored them a little bit for Alex. So we're going to dive just Thank right you. into them. I <laughs> took all you. the mama parts. I've, I've heard the questions before. And I was like thinking, I'm like, are these going to apply to me? So thank you for tweaking them a little bit. <laughs> but we're just going to start with what is one of your favorite books or resources that has had a significant impact on your personal journey? Yeah, um, the 
the question, the answer I'm not allowed to give is the Bible because I can remember Sunday school days. Like you can't say that. So I will, that, that is the single most impactful book of my life, but I'll, I'll push that aside. Cause again, go back to my Sunday school days. I wasn't allowed to say that one. The next one is actually a book called uh, high performance habits by Brandon. Uh, sorry, by Brendan Bruchard, high performance habits by Brendan Bruchard. I really loved his whole idea of courage, which I think really applies well here today. And at the end of the day to boil it down, one of the high performance habits that we need if we want to like really achieve the most is courage. And courage simply means being afraid than doing what you have to do anyway, which I'll just leave it there because I think that really relates well to what we're saying here. That's the key I was missing in my life and in my journey. And once I got that, things really opened up for me. Well, I love that just in terms of courage, it's not about the, it's doing the actions, even though you're afraid to do them. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and it really just comes down to that. It's like, I don't really want to do that, but I'm going to do it anyways. And that's, that's really the courage. It's yeah. not like that, like, oh, I can be able to do this. It's still doing it even though you're scared. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be that way. I actually have that book sitting right over there too. Oh, that's amazing. I love it. I knew I liked you. I went to his birthday. day. I had the four, four days oh, live with him. How cool. I've never done that. That's amazing. I'm jealous. And that's so cool. Actually, that's how I met um, Cherie, which is the Play Big Fast Cool. Podcast. Okay. Nice. So it's, it's, it all comes full circle, right? When, when yeah. we're in this. So number two for you, and this I think we've already talked to a little bit, is what are the ways you're able to connect and make new connections through your work, which you reached out to me? <laughs> yeah, so like Podmatch is, is my community. That's everything I do, right? There's a lot of people on the platform, but I live by this philosophy of doing for one what you wish you could do for all. The day I reached out to you, Michelle, I, I probably only reached out to you, maybe one other person. And I wish I could have reached out to the tens of thousands of people who use our software, but that's just not realistic. So I found somebody that just, I felt like, a connection with, for lack of a better term, I was like, I'm reaching out to Michelle today. That's who I'm going to reach out to. I'd love to be able to, again, reach out to tens of thousands of people every day. It just doesn't work like that. So I live by this mentality of if I can connect with one person and really just give my all to them, I'm going to pretend like that's what I'm doing for everybody. And once doing that once or twice a day, it does add up over time. It does create a lot of great connections. So I always am always thinking, who's the one person I can connect with today? I love that. I'm going to start using that that question in my head as well. I mean, I've been using it, but it's like just redefining it and putting yeah. it into perspective for you moms out there. Who can I connect with today? I love that. Number three, we're leaving normal for you. Thank it you. applies to you. But it's, we're again, opening up that conversation because I swear I still am in the habit of asking the question, how are you? And the response is, I'm busy. And it's still automatic out of my mouth as I'm trying to reframe asking someone, how are you? And it just like, Mm, why does it keep coming out? But how would you help to redefine that? Because we're trying to change that. Because I think we we do that to ourselves by the words we choose. The the quality of the response is warranted by the question. And I've always found it to be true. So when you say, how are you? Our default mode for everybody in today's world is busy, right? That's what they say. But if you ask them a different question, you'll get a different answer. And one that I've been really liking, and by the way, I struggle with this too, but I've been really working hard to shift this. And one I've been really liking is this, hey, great to meet you. Hey, what are you really excited about right now that you have going on in your life? And people are always like, they can't say busy to that, right? It's typically a vacation. It's a new thing that they're working on. It's just like this growth mindset they've developed, right? Or they just started working out. Like there's always something that's actually really interesting. Uh, or some of you are like, wow, I really don't know. And then it turns into, oh man, why don't you know what you're excited about right now? Like, how do you change that? Right. And then you immediately go like really deep in a place that they're like, oh wow, I should really think about this. People don't soon forget that conversation either way it goes because to everyone else, their response was, I'm busy, right? When it's just like, how are you, right? So I really like, again, going back to the question, asking, hey, what is it that you've got going on right now that you're really excited about? Asking that question your own way is very powerful. I love that so much. And actually, you know what? I'm going to answer for you because I've been yeah. working on and, and which lead me into the solo episode of the podcast. Those of you listening live will air this Friday, but those of you who listening to this as a podcast probably aired months ago. <laughs> but it's the New Year's resolution idea of goals. And what I kept getting overwhelmed and annoyed about it all, but then I realized what we really need to focus on is what feeling do we want more of throughout this year? And so for me, it was more rhythm and calm. And so then I was like, well, if that is what I want to feel. Now, what goals can I set up to make sure I feel that more often versus just, I have this long list of things that I want to accomplish. Right. That's, I, that's so good. I, I know we talked about that a little bit offline. I'm, I'm, I'm psyched for that to come out. It's going to be really cool. So yeah, so that's what I'm excited about is just yeah. redefining goals for myself. 
And cool. maybe that will redefine it for some other people or not, but I'm doing that for me. <laughs> Love it. And our last question, which we took the kid part out for you. <laughs> but how do you encourage others around you to... Oh, wait. Sorry. I skipped number four. Yeah, you skipped number four. I was like, wait a minute. You're, you're, I'm going back. backwards. I, I got so into our conversation. I lost track. So define what genius means for you. And then how do you feel, again, back to the feelings, when you're in your genius zone? Yeah. So genius to me is is finding that sweet spot of natural ability, passion, and being determined as well. Like when those things kind of go together. So it's like your natural ability, a company with like, I'm really passionate about this and I'm willing to put in the work. That's where professional athletes come from, right? Like if you even have the passion and the determination to work hard, we're kind of in a world now where like you used to be able to get away with it. But now, unless you are born, like that is really what you were made for. Like you can't do it anymore. Like I'm thinking about professional football players. There used to be people that could like work their way into being good, even though they say they weren't naturally talented. That doesn't happen anymore. Like if you're not born, with that disposition, you're not going to play in the NFL. If you are, it's going to be really short. Let's put it that way, right? You've got to be all those things. And I'm using sports as an example because it's easy. But like for me, being a community builder is what I realized. Like I'm naturally, I guess I'm somewhat empathetic, really care about people. And that's kind of something that's just natural to who I am. Uh, and I'm very, very passionate about it. And I've put in the work and I will continue to put in the work. And that to me right there, that created this strength genius zone inside of me. I love that. So how do you feel when you're in your genius zone then? I mean, amazing, right? Like it, it's like you're doing what you're put on the earth to do. And, and so for me personally, I believe we're all created beings. And as created beings, we are put on this earth to also create, right? We're a replica of what created us. And for us, like creation is our own unique thing. It doesn't mean being a musician, being a writer, being any of these things, right? It means finding what that genius zone is and that that's that middle ground of those three things I shared and and getting into it. And so for me, like that I can't even describe the feeling. It's just like euphoric, I guess, right? And it's just yeah. a beautiful thing. And anytime I can find a way to encourage that in others, man, what an amazing thing. And the way that I've really learned to do that is calling out the strength when I see it. You'd be shocked at how few people realize what they're actually good at. And when you say, mm -hmm. hey, listen, Michelle, I want to mention you're a fantastic interviewer. I can tell you put in the prep work and you're just, you are really good at this. And I, I firmly mean that. I've said that people are like, really? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, for sure. And we don't call it out because we just assume people know who they are. But the reality is that doesn't happen. I remember the first time someone told me I was a visionary. Someone's like, man, Alex, you're such a great visionary leader. And I was like, what does that even mean? They're like, you're great at casting vision. And people want to follow it. And I was like, oh, and I dove into that. I started getting promoted at work because I just never realized about myself. And so encouraging others in what you see that they're naturally good at can really be the thing that sets it off for them because they may not even be able to realize it on their own. Well, you answered number five for us. So I love that already. You, cool. you, Good. You, you, I did, you I, I did roll into it. I'm sorry. Together. I got talking. I rolled right into it. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're great. No, I love it. And, and, and thank you for saying that because I think part of it is that we, even if someone does say that to us, we're just like all of a sudden, like the first reaction in me was be like, oh no, that's not true. Rather than just say thank you and take it in. And I think that that is the first step in trying is first to recognize in others. But then also when you do receive it is to actually acknowledge it and not just brush it off and say, oh, no, no, that's just this. Because right. that would have been my first reaction. I had to like pause and say, thank you, Alex. <laughs> and then let it let it sink in later. Right. We planted a seed and eventually that'll grow in your mind. So exactly. Well, we are running in town and out of town <laughs> at a time. Good tongue tied again. And again, those of you that want to join Podmatch, and the one thing I do want to throw out about Podmatch as well is that they've just rolled out a whole planner in there. Can you dive into that for one second before um, we give yeah. your final takeaway? Sure. Yeah. It's called Workflows. And so if you're like thinking, okay, how am I going to keep all this organized? It's literally a glorified checklist, for lack of a better term. Don't tell my developer business partner that I said that. But it's a way just to help you keep the whole process organized. So again, you don't have to go a bunch of different places. You can say, okay, step one, find my guest. Step two, record. Right. And you can kind of go through the whole process just to make sure that you're doing that. And every time you create a new episode, you hit add a new episode and all those things show up once again. The whole idea is, can we make this simpler and remove the friction involved? So no more excuses. And I know you have a final take. You, you had warned me ahead of time. You have a final takeaway. A story about your mom. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you for the opportunity. So um, I, I know that this is mamas that listen to this. And I've had the, the, the privilege of giving two keynotes at two women's conferences, um, which I was the only guy in, in both of them. And both times I cried. I don't want to do that today, not because I don't want to cry, but I'm going to get this story like out. But um, I think it's just important. Uh, my mom is incredible. 
she was my like my she has been my entire life and i can remember not appreciating her when i was in my teen years especially and I, I i look back now and realize what it is that she was doing for me all along and putting up with all the the junk that i put her through right like i wasn't a bad kid necessarily i just wasn't wasn't respecting the fact of what she had done for me and it wasn't until i was in my early 20s that i for the first time said mom thank you for who i am today you helped shape me and so my encouragement here today is just know that no matter where your kids are at right now what age they are they're probably gonna go through a phase where they feel like they don't appreciate you but eventually i promise you it's going to come full circle and they're going to say mom thank you so today i just want to say on behalf of them if they're not there yet thank you for what you do that's the greatest gift you can give to any of us in the world is raising the next generation so i appreciate it and uh, i have my mom to thank for that as well wow i think i'm going to get teary-eyed from that thank you alex i'm just so grateful that you came on here and just making podcasts simpling and simpler and Moms, if it's in your heart, please start a podcast and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Thank you again. Before we wrap up, here are some key takeaways to remember. Number one, starting a podcast is simpler than you think. All you need is a title, description, cover art, and at least one episode to launch your show. Number two, don't let perfection be your enemy. It's all about getting started and improving along the way. Remember, your voice is necessary and wanted out there. Number three, a dynamic microphone can help you manage noise while recording, making it possible to record even in a busy household. Number four, if you're nervous about starting or want to get your voice heard, becoming a guest on other podcasts can be a great starting point. Tools like Podmatch can help you make these connections easily. Number five, consistency is key. Stick with it. Yes, it might get hard, but the transformation and growth are worth it in the end. Believe in the impact you're making and keep going. Hey there, busy mamas. I know exactly how you feel. Overwhelmed, frustrated, and barely find time for yourself. Guess what? I've been there and I found a way out. I've got something just for you and it's called Busy Mamas 10 Ways to Reclaim Your Morning in One Minute. You see, during the chaotic times of getting my kids ready for school and wanting to pull my hair out, I realized I need to start taking care of myself too. It wasn't easy, but it was necessary. So here's your free gift for your first step to taking back your mornings and enjoying them again. And there's a bonus too to help you organize your mornings with your kids. So claim it at connectingmamas.com slash it's time to stop doing motherhood alone and start supporting each other. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Mama Genius Hub podcast, where we aim to inspire, connect, and empower extraordinary mamas like you. Your support can make a difference. Please subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform to help us reach more mamas on their genius journey. Until next time, stay connected and keep shining your unique light in our community. Let's do motherhood together.